0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Maddie Peace coming at you live from the Maddie Mo Show, the host, The Most Mojo, kicking off episode 558. Ladies and gentlemen, that's right, episode 558, and this one is certified great. But if this is, however, your first time tuning into The Maddie Mo Show, thank you for lending me your ears and attention. Second off, hop into the iTunes podcast section where you can subscribe to The Maddie Mo Show and have every episode up there for free listening down loud now. You can also hop on to MaddieMoShow.com where we got it going on with the latest and greatest for your daily entertainment. You can Get to all my shows from up there. The links to my YouTube channel, IG, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify—you name it—it's up there. So go check it out, MattyMoShow.com, where you can also subscribe and become a member, all for free, baby. That's right. And if you got Apple Podcasts, be sure to hit up the Matty Mo Show and leave your boy a nice little rate and review. No, but without any further ado, it is my distinct honor and pleasure to deliver straight to you episode 558, the one that is certified great. Why? Because it just so happens to land on none other than Sunny. Inspirations, that's right, the best way to end your night and your week before you get started on a full new one. So hello and welcome to this week's edition of Sunye Inspirations, and as always, I have some dope, positive, inspiring, impacting, and empowering news stories that you won't hear anywhere else that are going on in the world, I guarantee it. All the stories for tonight's epicast are brought to you by goodnewsnetwork.org, so be sure to go on and check them out as well. And the music for tonight's episode is brought to you all by the fantastic music channel on YouTube. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, they are indeed fantastic. So go check out their mixes, maybe throw them a subscription, whatever you want to do, go do. But without any further ado, let's jump into this first story of the night now, shall we? Now the first story that I have queued up for you this evening is most certainly eye-opening and you'll see why right now with this article entitled After years of hiking all over Nepal this eye doctor has restored vision to over 130,000 people published by McKinley Corbley on July 26, 2019. Despite how cataracts are the most common and treatable form of blindness, there are hundreds of thousands of people suffering from the condition in Nepal every day, and that's why this one doctor has been working tirelessly to restore their vision. Dr. Duke Root is an ophthalmologist who has trekked all over Nepal in order to perform cataract surgeries on blind people living in remote areas. With surgical equipment in tow, Root has embarked on seven-day hikes solely for the purpose of treating blindness. Since Root first dedicated himself to treating blindness across his home country, he has personally restored vision to over 130,000 People. Root is also the executive director of the Tilganja Institute of Ophthalmology, a Kathmandu based nonprofit that caters to as many as 1 million patients. According to the eye doctor, about 90% of the world's blind population is actually located in Nepal. This is partially because there are fewer eye doctors in countries that are less developed, and also because cataract lenses previously had to be imported from international manufacturers which upped the cost of the lenses to as much as $300. Since Root and his organization have helped to source cataract lenses locally, however, they can now just cost only a mere $3 a pop, ladies and gentlemen. So shout out to that man, Mr. Root, you ophthalmologist, you, you crazy little bastard in Nepal, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to you, happy to hear everything is going well, continue to do what you do, and maybe by this time next year you'll be able to double or triple the. Amount of people that you have helped already. So, how about that for a first story of the evening? Am I right? I love to see anyone doing something great for other people. But Honestly, it's even more impressive when someone uses what they excel at, meshed with their selflessness, to help the betterment of other individuals for the right purpose. So, if you're interested in checking out some more information on that story, you can hit up the Good News Network page and click on this story where you'll find a video at the bottom, and it's pretty cool. So, on to our next, second, uh, our next story of the evening, our second one. Now, I think we can all agree that technology has come a long way and seems to amaze and impress us all, or at least I know it does for. Me. Now with this next invention, however, amputees may not have lost touch with this tremendous breakthrough in the medical field. So enjoy this next article entitled, Robotic Arm Named After Luke Skywalker Enables Amputee to Touch and Feel Again. It Almost Put Me to Tears. Published by Good News Network, July 24th, 2019. Thanks to a groundbreaking new technological accomplishment, amputee Kevin Walgamot had a good feeling about using his new robotic arm to pick up an egg without crushing it. What seems simple for nearly everyone else can be more of a herculean task for Walgamot and who lost his left hand and part of his arm in an electrical accident 17 years ago. When he picked up the egg, however, he was testing out the prototype of a high-tech prosthetic arm with fingers that cannot Not only move, but also move with his thoughts. And thanks to a biomedical engineering team at the University of Utah, he felt the egg well enough to his brain could tell the prosthetic hand not to squeeze it too hard. That's because the team led by University of Utah Biomedical Engineering Associate Professor Gregory Clark, has developed a way for the Luke arm, as they called it, so named after the robotic hand that Luke Skywalker received in Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, if you remember that, to mimic the way a human hand feels objects by sending the appropriate signals to the brain. Their findings were published in a new paper co-authored by U Biomedical Engineering, doctoral student Jacob George and other colleagues in the latest edition of the journal Science Robotics. In quotes, we changed the way we were sending and are sending that information to the brain so that it matches the human body. And by matching the human body, we were able to see improved benefits, George says. We're making more biologically realistic signals. That means an amputee wearing the prosthetic arm can sense the touch of something soft or hard, accurately understand how to pick it up, and perform delicate tasks that would otherwise be impossible with a standard prosthetic with metal hooks or claws for hands. It almost put me to tears, Walgamot says, about using the Luke arm for the first time during clinical tests in 2017. It was really amazing. I never thought I would be able to feel in that hand again. Walgamot, a real estate agent from West Valley City, Utah, and one of seven test subjects at the University of Utah, was able to pluck grapes without crushing them, pick an egg without cracking it and hold his wife's hand with a sensation in the fingers similar to that of an able-bodied person. One of the first things he wanted to do was put on his wedding ring. That's hard to do with one hand, says Clark. It was very moving. How those things are accomplished is through a complex series of mathematical calculations and modeling. The Luke arm has been in development for some 15 years now. The arm itself is made of mostly metal motors and parts with a clear silicon skin over the hand. It is powered by an external battery and wired to a computer. Meanwhile, the University of Utah team has been developing a system that allows a prosthetic arm to tap into the wearer's nerves, which are like biological wires that send signals to the arm to move. It does that thanks to an invention by called the Utah Slanted Electrode Array. The array is a bundle of 100 microelectrodes and wires that are implanted into the amputee's nerves in the forearm and connected to a computer outside the body. The array interprets the signals from the still remaining arm nerves, and the computer translates them to digital signals that tell the arm to move. But it also works the other way. To perform tasks such as picking up objects requires more than just the brain telling the hand to move. The prosthetic hand must also learn how to feel the object in order to know how much pressure to exert because you can't figure that out just by looking at it. First, the prosthetic arm has sensors in its hand that send signals to the nerves via the array to mimic the feeling the hand gets upon grabbing something. But equally important as how those signals are sent, it involves understanding on how your brain deals with the transitions in information when it first touches something. Upon first contact of an object, a burst of impulses run up the nerves to the brain and then tapers off. Recreating this was a big step. Just providing sensation is a big deal, but the way you send that information is also critically important and if you make it more biologically realistic, the brain will understand it better and the performance of this sensation will also be better, says Clark. To achieve that, Clark's team used mathematical calculations along with recorded impulses from a primate's arm to create an approximate model of how humans receive these different signal patterns, and that model was then implemented into the Luke arm system. In addition to creating a prototype of the Luke arm with a sense of touch, the overall team is already developing a version that is completely portable and does not need to be wired to a computer outside of the body. Instead, everything would be connected wirelessly, giving the wearer complete free- freedom. Clark says the Utah slanted electrode array is also capable of sending signals to the brain from more than just the sense of touch, such as pain and temperature, though the paper primarily addresses touch. And while their work currently has only involved amputees who lost their extremities below the elbow where the muscles to move the hand are located, Clark says their research could also be applied to those who lost their arms above the elbow as well. Clark hopes that in 2020 or 2021, three test subjects will be able to take the arm home to use pending federal regulatory approval. And that whole article there was reprinted from the University of Utah. So again, what an incredible story and all the more reason why I love creating these Sunye inspiration shows for all of you to enjoy. So if you'd like to check out this invention in action, just hit up the goodnewsnetwork.org, click the title to this story and scroll all the way down to the bottom for the video, which is- Is quite impressive. So, shout out to everyone involved in making such a wonderful invention for amputees. And now, It is time for our third and final story of the night, but I promise to not leave you disappointed or empty-handed. Now, if you've been hearing about or seeing all the business involving people storming Area 51 and all the crazy memes that have been out there online, you'll most definitely enjoy the twist that this animal shelter put on their website to help get people to adopt their beloved canines. So enjoy this last article entitled When Animal Shelter uses Area 51 internet meme to appeal for adoptions, they are Flooded with Support, published by McKinley Corbley, July 23rd, 2019. It all started with a guy on the internet making a satirical Facebook event for people to storm Area 51 as a means of exposing evidence of alien life to the public, but now it has become so much more. The online prankster in question created the social media event earlier this month for the sake of getting a few laughs from his online followers. Since it started to go viral, however, the event has garnered over 3 million interested participants. has resulted in its own fair share of trouble between government officials and social media users, one Oklahoma animal shelter decided to take advantage of the amusing alien meme by asking their followers to storm their shelter instead. The OKC Animal Welfare Center in Oklahoma City published a series of photos to Facebook last week depicting several of their resident pumps dressed up in their best alien costumes. In quotes, we have great animals ready to protect you from the Area 51 aliens, wrote the shelter. Adoption isn't that far out of this world within days the post was shared thousands of times with the hashtag storm our shelter dozens of the shelter pups have been adopted in the week following the shelter's facebook post not only that internet users have donated over twenty five hundred dollars to the shelter okc animal welfare has not detailed exactly how many of their dogs and cats have been adopted since they started the hashtag but their facebook page says that their social media campaign has been a resounding success the response to hashtag storm the shelter has been out of this world thank you all who have supported shared donated and adopted wrote the shelter let's continue to show everyone that adoption isn't that far out of this world and support your local shelters so that right there like i said i wouldn't leave you disappointed with the last story of the night and how about that for a creative way to help to get people to adopt these precious animals. So if you'd like to see some wicked cool pictures of all the alien dogs involved, all the cool little outfits, just go online, goodnewsnetwork.org, click the article title, scroll throughout the page, and you'll be able to see a bunch of them. But now it is time to transition over into the final stage of the show, which is the final thought, but not before I share with you tonight's quote of the day, courtesy of the Good News Network. And tonight's is... Do not be always turning your soil with the plowshare of self-examination, but leave a little fallow corner in your heart ready for any seed the winds may bring. And that was by Henry Frederick Emile. Now stick around because the final thought is coming at you live in three, let let's get it. Just when you may feel like all hope is lost is usually the same moment you need to have faith that you will find your way. Life has a funny way of working out sometimes, but the more you keep the faith that everything will be okay, you remain optimistic, selfless, and adamant towards bettering yourself, there's no reason life won't get better for you. Oftentimes, the more energy and focus you put forth into something is what you'll begin to see grow. So whatever you are choosing, make sure it is something that'll project instead of stifle you. We all share the same 24 hours in a day and inhabit the same planet, but our decisions are what separate us more than we may think. So take control and advantage of each day and don't worry Because everything will be just the way it is meant to be. And however you want it to go is exactly how it should go. But it all depends on what you're willing to put into life that'll benefit you or hurt you in the long run. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in to tonight's episode of Sunday Inspirations. It has been a true honor and a true pleasure. I hope you listen forever and ever. So please remember to go on to MaddieMoShow.com. Subscribe, become a member. Follow me everywhere at Matty Pace, IG. You name it, I'm there, baby. Spread the show we growing we going we blowing all right but this is Maddie Pace coming at you live from the Maddie Mo show the host the most mojo saying one life one love i'm out